Hi, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Teacher Talk with Zach Clancy. I'm Zach Clancy. Each week, we'll be exploring a topic in education that's related to my dissertation. In a nutshell, my dissertation is about grade school teachers who use social media spaces, like Facebook and Twitter, to get a hold of the educational resources that they need but can't get from the schools where they teach. There's a lot more to it. If you're not familiar, I'd recommend you go back and listen to at least the first episode of this season to get the full story. It's really interesting, but it takes way too long for me to explain right now. With that said, this episode is the first of a three-parter that's going to explain how my dissertation topic is related to curriculum studies. I'm not exactly sure why this is important yet, but it's definitely a requirement for my doctoral program. Uh, maybe they have told us why it's important. I just I can't recall off the top of my head right now. But uh, if I do recall, I'll uh, let you know. And if not, it's definitely something I will address in part two or part three of this episode. Anyway, before we delve into the details of this week's episode, it's time for Collaboration Corner. And this episode's shout-out goes to Teachers to Teachers. Teachers to Teachers is a website where teachers can get together and trade knowledge and resources related to education. So, um, as you can tell, it's something that's related to my doctoral dissertation, and it's something that I'm going to be checking out and exploring a little bit more over the next couple weeks here. And I will definitely be trying to chronicle those experiences on Twitter. So you can definitely follow me on Twitter to see um, what I think of Teachers to Teachers. I will let you all know that way. Anyway, I will also include information. I'll include a link to their website in the show notes. And I will also have links to my Facebook and Twitter contact information, along with the show's email and a link to our home on the web, the show's website, teachertalkwithzachlancy.com. As I mentioned in the previous episode, social reconstructionism plays a fundamental role in the connection between my topic and curriculum studies. Social reconstructionism is sort of the intellectual origins of the school of thought to which I subscribe. In Social Reconstructionism, A Critical Look, its author, Robert Kuhl, explains that social reconstructionists like George Counts, Harold Rugg, and Theodore Baumeld believed that schools supported the status quo, and in doing so, they actually perpetuated inequalities. I think it's interesting that these arguments were originally made during the Great Depression in the 1930s, but the argument still rings true today in 2015. Just as, for example, the disparity in financial inequality between the average white family and an average black family was 10 to 1 in the year 2000. So back then, the financial assets of a white family were about 10 times greater than the financial assets of a black family. By 2010, the number doubled to a 20 to 1 ratio. So the inequality doubled in the first decade of the 21st century. So these arguments are still legitimate today, as far as I'm concerned. 
Social reconstructionists argue that schools should enable young people to, quote, change the existing order and work toward establishing a society based on, unquote, the common good. Instead of being used to perpetuate inequality and hinder freedom, social reconstructionists argued that teachers should be the least interested in continuing a bankrupt existing social order. Essentially, they believed that education was what Paulo Freire called a quote-unquote practice of freedom. And just as a side note, we explored Freire's life and contributions to education in Season 1, Episode 9 of Teacher Talk. Anyway, to Freire, freedom was the ability by humans to deal critically and collectively with their reality. Interestingly, social reconstructionists didn't embrace every aspect of progressive education. Uh, This isn't to say that they were traditionalists, but they took issue with the child-centered aspects of progressive education. In a nutshell, from the perspective of social reconstructionists, anyway, progressive educators thought that social change would occur as a natural and inevitable effect of liberating children in society. However, Reconstructionists believed that positive change would only happen if it was pre-planned and deliberate and structured. But before we go into any more detail about that, first we're going to take a look at Harold Rugg, who was an engineer before becoming an educator. And Rugg took issue with the child-centered education because he felt that Finding an activity to engage the children became the end goal, rather than a means for growth and intellectual development. Instead, Rugg proposed problem-centered learning, so that kiddos could learn to understand modes of living and begin to solve social problems. Interestingly, Rugg was arguably more well-known for his instructional materials, uh, specifically his textbooks, which were distributed to 40,000 school districts from 1929 to 1939. Then he was known for his educational philosophy. However, his textbooks fell out of favor in the 1940s when patriotic textbooks became popular during World War II. George Counts was a contemporary of Rugg and is considered to be a father of social reconstructionism. He thought the root of social issues could be attributed to technological innovations that were outpacing people's moral consciousnesses. So in response, he made recommendations for collective ownership of natural resources, cooperation of individuals, the commitment to the social welfare of all, and a global approach to world problems. Counts agreed with progressive educators who believed that learners' needs and abilities had to be taken into account, but much like Rugg, Counts believed schools perpetuated inequalities and that indoctrination by schools was inevitable and that the immature goals that students might set for themselves did not teach them the realities of a modern world. So instead, Counts proposed a curriculum where the world's value questions were chosen 
so that students could learn to select, to evaluate, to reject values, and to make decisions that went hand-in-hand with objective problem-solving. So again, we see that problem-solving focus. Last but not least, we're going to look at Theodore Brameld. He believed that culture was in a state of crisis. And he thought that school curriculums should be politicized. Brameld advocated goal-centered education that placed strong emphasis on communication, group dynamics, work experience, and community participation. So what's interesting about that is Theodore Brameld was proposing this in the 1930s, approximately 75 years ago. And today, all over the country, especially in states like Colorado, where I'm located, state departments of education are referring to those skills as 21st century skills. And they are pushing for teachers to adopt them as though they are something new. But as we can see here, these are ideas that have been around in education for quite some time. Anyway, to jump back to what Brameld felt, he thought that teachers shouldn't pretend to be objective, and instead they should make their quote-unquote partialities known to their students, and they should submit those partialities to rigorous examination. And he proposed determining the validity of goals with a method called quote-unquote consensual validation, an approach that involves the development and clarification of people's own experiences. So it's sort of the same way that teachers are submitting their partialities to examination, you know, the same thing should be done with values. And it should be based on people's own experience. So there we have it. That's the roots of social reconstructionism in a nutshell. Next time, we'll be looking at critical theorists. But until then, let me know what you thought of this episode. What do you think about social reconstructionism? Was it merely a product of its time? Or is it something that still applies to schools and society today? Send your answers, along with any other thoughts, questions, or comments you might have, to teachertalkwzc at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at TeacherTalkWZC and on Facebook at TeacherTalk with Zach Clancy, as well as on our home on the web at TeacherTalkWithZachClancy.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.